0: So, I mentioned this before how beyond audio, I don't really see myself as creative at all. all right? Maybe writing, maybe free writing, at most, and at best. But uh, what's been going on lately has pushed boundaries. That's kind of the theme. I'm not going to sit here and big myself up like the fucking, the shit that i produced is is some groundbreaking next level shit. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, pushing boundaries is is always important. Always got to push boundaries. You always got to push the limits. Even if those limits ain't exactly, you know, even if those limits aren't necessarily rough and tough, so to speak. I don't know how else to describe it, so I use rough and tough. Sometimes you gotta at least attempt to try something new. Alright. You gotta at least attempt to try something new. I released albums, I released B tapes, I've released instrumentals recitals. Visual art. Now stone painting. My thing is does it capture the the essence of what I want to do? And to be fair, it's not about what I want to do. Does it capture the essence of the concept of fallen soldiers? You know? Does it capture the essence of people who have lost their lives unnecessarily? It's like are you when you're carrying a stone, do you feel You're never gonna feel that person's essence, especially if you know the person, but does it represent them? And not to get too mystical, but is their soul contained within? That kind of shit. That's the kind of shit that I think about. we're gonna find out. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're gonna fucking find out. That's the problem with like commemorative projects. Like if you're gonna do an album and to commemorate whichever artist that died, say a prodigy uh, commemoration album. How do you capture that? It can't just be Havoc production. You had a style, you had a sound. He had a message. So, how exactly do you capture that essence within the music? It's a hard one. Just so you know, yeah. Just so you know, flea lord, I slept on Fleet Lord, I almost feel embarrassed, 38 Special less soul, but Flea Lord definitely Slept on him, man, this music is on, that tip, that grimy tip So, I get into a conversation with somebody I know about Minister Farrakhan, all right? Now, I'm not a staunch believer or supporter of Minister Farrakhan. I believe his teachings are helpful. I believe there's a young generation of dudes who would benefit from his teachings. Thing is, he's 87, he's on his way out. So, who's the next Barakhan? Tariq Nasheed. You know what I mean? Dr. Umar Johnson. Talib Kuali. Who else is there? There's a few others. Brother Polite, like, I don't know. Lord Jamar. There's a few people like that. Who can lead the next generation of young black men into adulthood with consciousness at the forefront of their train of thought. But at the same time, we live in a fragmented society. Farrakhan is coming from a non-fragmented or at least a less fragmented society of there's no millions of social networks. There's only a few. There were only a few TV channels. There's only a few radio stations. He can't get on anything anymore, except for maybe Twitter. And um, you know, I mean, there's there's workarounds. He could easily start something right now. But the point is. When your voice has been silenced to some capacity. Like Alex Jones. Alex Jones could start something. And I know it's weird to put Alex Jones and Faircon Faircon in the same sentence, but anybody seen as radical, they just take you down. Meanwhile, you can start your own thing. And uh I strongly believe that there's a generation of young dudes who Even if they don't necessarily resonate with Tariq Nasheed or Charlemagne or Umar Johnson, they're kind of like, eh. Or they they don't identify with the Hotep ass dudes. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, there's something there. There is something there. It's just the generation gap is so wide 87 to 40. Like,. You know what I mean? Eighty-seven to like forty-five, like or thirty-eight or whatever the fuck it is, like you don't want to go keep going younger, right? So what is the solution for the young black male? Oh boy. okay I gotta I gotta get on this one second I love being transparent cause I'm like oh yeah I'll be back one sec I literally left the house went to the store went shopping had a cigarette waited for the bus came home made a smoothie re-listened to this entire episode cause I forgot what I was talking about then got to the part about oh shit give me one second Nah. You know what I mean? And um without putting people's business out there, I'll say this. We all have to take sometimes breaks from this thing, this monster of social media. I did it for seven I did it 2010 to 2017. I got off Facebook, Twitter. I Can't really remember the exact dates, but I remember I stopped logging on for a while, and then Instagram was like 2012, 2011. Instagram to 2000 like 15, 16, and so on. Didn't really fuck with Vine. Didn't really fuck with Musically. Definitely fucking with TikTok. So it's like you gotta. And sometimes these things are a direct result of things in your personal life. So for me, having no fixed address, immediately took precedence over like posting. And I was like, now in hindsight, if I had just posted and posted about my life at the time, it would have been an interesting sort of a thing, but I wasn't thinking like that at the time. So didn't post. But sometimes, you know, if you got shit going on in your, in your personal reality, you got to take a step back. And taking a step back is always is always good because these things will always be there when you come back. To be honest, TikTok might in two years disappear, and there might be something else. You know what I mean? That's something else you hop on, you know, you do it, you do your thing on this something else. And that's just the way it is. There's never a moment in which you're missing out. You're missing out in the sense that you might not be a first adopter, but you're not missing out on the overall, Theoretical element of it, you know, so taking time off from social media. It happens. It's necessary and it's often it's seen as weird because it's like, oh, we live in this interconnected world. It's like, who cares? Get off of it. Bounce, do what you got to do, live your life. For some people, it's like they get off and go into nature. For some people, it's just literally they get off and live their life in the city. And it's no different. You know? So, it's something to think about. I have no intention of doing so. Right now, I'm in in a position where I need to use it and want to use it. So... I'm going to keep using it. Others others may use one specific one, one specific site. Others may use zero sites. Some people it's interesting when people dominate one site. For whatever reason, they just dominate the one particular platform. It just becomes their thing. I'm trying to think of somebody. Like, I guess Talib would own Twitter in a way. And then some of the Jenners or the, you know, then people would be like on some IG shit. Um, TikTok would be Charlie, D- whatever her last name is. Like, it's just how it is. People dominate certain networks. So, on that note, I'm going to continue with this project and see how it turns out, you know? I also got to call this art gallery to see what kind of space they have, all right? So I got to do that right now, all Right? Peace.